What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Turf Talk. We are back here on our regularly scheduled Thursday night program, um, and we got a lot to get into. Um, Dylan, welcome back, my man. You, you've had a couple couple days out, a couple shows out, uh, but definitely welcome back to the scene. Um, everybody that's viewing, watching right now, make sure you're following DSM Media at DSM underscore media. Um, make sure you're following my co-host here, Dylan, at DylanJD98. And you can find myself, Scotty, at Scotty Drowned. Um, Dylan, how you feeling, my man? I know you're still a little, little tore up there. What's going on, man? I, I look like a mixture of I'm fried. My dog just died. I promise I'm not crying, um, even though the Eagles make me feel like crying sometimes. Um, <laughs> but had to get back, dude. Um, took too many too many days to go off. I don't even remember the last show I did. I think it was like last Monday or Tuesday for the Faithful Fanatic show, and it's just it was time to get back. So let's get into it. Definitely, definitely. So I'm sorry, they're dealing. I was actually just looking here because it looks like we weren't connected to YouTube for some reason. Nice, good work here, guys. <laughs> we're off to a good start. The Twitter, the Twitter still, uh, Twitter still screwing up. So we're not live on DSM Media's Twitter. We're, ju we're just live on our own personal Twitters at the moment. There we go. So we're on YouTube now. So <laughs> hey, YouTube viewers, welcome to the show. <laughs> we kind of forgot to link it up there i definitely didn't forget let me let me <laughs> um, stream yard stream yard messed us up there a little bit but um let's get back to it let's get into it um what we're going over today eagles giants we'll touch on that just briefly because i didn't get to talk to my man dylan about it just yet um after that we will get into just a brief overview of washington football versus seahawks um just kind of run through what happened in that game um then from there we'll go with takeaways from week 12 and power rankings, updated power rankings, and then we will finish off with the Cowboys versus Saints preview. Um, Dylan, let's jump right into the birds. How were you feeling? How are you feeling about this Eagles team and about that Eagles loss? I'm I'm defeated, dude. I'm, I'm defeated because I did what I said us as fans shouldn't do. I did the same thing I did with the Phillies in September, and it's I let them reel me in for just a second, even though I know the smart thing to do is to not buy back in for even half a second, and I did. And after being in at the link and being in that atmosphere and they they lay the wood to the Saints who played tonight against Dallas, um, I felt good, and I felt like this team finally found their identity and the fact that they were able to run the football uh, down teams' throats at will. Um, even with a banged-up offensive line, I thought this team, with, with the mixture of that and the way the defense had been stepping up the last few weeks, would be able to make a little bit of a run. Um, you put seven points on the board against the New York Giants. Bottom line. Bottom line, um, there's a lot we could talk about. Well, we could start with Jalen Hurts. We could start with Jalen Rager. I, I couldn't stop laughing every time I listened to Gint talk about it because the amount of times Gint referenced him getting hit in the head with the football was had me rolling, but Jalen Rager drops two opportunities to win the game. Jalen Hurts threw the game away literally three different times with three interceptions, um, leaving points on the board in multiple areas. We talk about his arm. Um, and, and the fact that I saw people on Twitter throughout the game, like, oh, of course, here goes the defense, letting up, letting Daniel Jones carve him up. Bro, are you serious? Carve him up. <laughs> like, we have seven points. Like, ha like, let's not blame the defense for this. Yeah, there it is. Because they're not used to seeing their quarterback car carve up a defense for 200 yeah. passing yards. That's like yeah. a, that's an unbelievable metric to me. But uh, I think – um, Passing offense. I think the last thing that people – are getting misconstrued with this game plan. I know you and Gint touched on it too, uh, touched on it on Monday as well, but it's something that really stuck out to me from seeing, you know, that outburst on Twitter. Cause obviously after a loss, heads are rolling, <laughs> right? People are going nuts and they're trying to find out who to blame. And I saw so a, a decent amount of people directing their blame towards Nick Sirianni. Um, and I didn't get that. That, that wasn't a takeaway for me for this game. Um, I thought this was one of the losses this year that the Eagles had where he really wasn't this, this. He really wasn't at fault. This loss was a total lack of execution from the quarterback to the wide receivers' hands through through the offensive line. A la Nate Herbig should be should have been cut yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, I saw people saying, you know, no, Nick Sirianni, you know, he got away from the run. No, he didn't. 
the the game was just about as balanced as you could possibly want. It's just the the fact of the matter is when it came time for Jalen Hurts to win a game with his arm and make plays with his arm, he was unsuccessful in doing so. And and that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me. And Scotty, uh, (laughs) unenthused, to say the least. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. And, uh, you know, as far as Sirianni, I guess my only complaint with Sirianni was just the, the spread of the carries. I, I thought, That's you know, I, I don't, I'll never understand why Boston Scott gets more carries than Miles Sanders in an all, uh, in any cool. offense, in any offense. But that's not that, you know what I mean? That's, right. he still ran the football. He just didn't do it with Miles Sanders. Um, yeah. And then the only, I guess, the target thing, but we don't know how much of that is Sirianni and how much of that is Hurts because from what Sirianni said, Goddard and Devontae Smith were the first and second reads on those final plays of the game. So that's Jalen Hurts going away from his first and second reads there. Um, The Jalen Hurts thing, you know, just to touch on him, the three interceptions, 17.5 QBR. I mean, that's disgusting. Um, You talk about another game under not 200 passing yards, under 150 passing yards. And it's concerning the the completion percentage under 50%. Not what you want to see. It's not even the arm talent that I was seeing on Sunday that bothered me. You know, the 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 arm thro- the throwing power, the throwing accuracy that everybody talks about all the time is footwork. It was the decision making at that point. Like the interception before the half, that's oh, something you just don't in the end zone. Yeah, in the end zone, you just don't do throw the ball away. You're throwing to a five-six Boston Scott. So, like, I'll never understand the thinking there. I don't know if he just trusts his teammates too much. I'm not giving him that, but you know what I'm saying. What are these decisions? Enforcing the ball down the field, this is is exactly what people were crucifying Carson Wentz for last season, throwing the ball down the field, playing hero ball, multiple turnovers in one game. You can't win a, a football game where you turn the ball over four times. It's unreal. Scotty, in a in a divisional game, in where the divisional game, where you had a chance, you were climbing up the wild card rankings, and if you want to be taken seriously, like you have to go out and put up a better performance than that, my dude. Like if they would have lost this game because the defense couldn't get a stop, and we saw something that we've seen in previous weeks with this defense, it's like, all right, like what do you want the kid to do, right? Like the Chargers game, he led them down the field late in the fourth quarter, you know, and the defense just couldn't stop Justin Herbert and company, right? This was just the polar opposite. The defense gave you every opportunity to see, here's the ball, Jalen. Go make a play, Jalen. And here's what I'll say, dude. You're you're 100 right. The decision making on on Sunday afternoon was his worst. You know, his worst day of the season, right? That was a regression. But I'm going to focus on what you said. Everyone focus on Scotty. I'm sorry. I'm I'm this close to just declaring it that I've seen enough. He doesn't have the arm. He anyone who tells you he can make all the throws, can, you can't trust that person because you're a, they're a liar. You you can I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt he cannot make all the throws that a professional quarterback in the NFL needs to make, Scotty, and it's a problem. It's a problem. I'm not, you know, people use all the word like zip. Like he doesn't have enough zip. Yeah, he doesn't throw, he doesn't have enough arm strength, doesn't have enough arm power, but it's just different areas of the field. Dude, that, I think it was the second INT of the game, the deep ball. I think the maybe he was targeting Rager again, but it was Quezer Rager down the right sideline in the triple coverage, mind you. So again, the decision making, like you pointed out. Oh my, but Scotty, that ball. That that ball go forty yards in the air, and he put all he had. I thought that ball was getting launched past midfield when watching him drop back and load up, and that ball maybe went forty yards in in the air. He, I, I'm sorry, he doesn't have the arm, and I don't know what what people are trying to excuse from that. Um, I get it. You like the kid, great guy. You want to root for him. I want to root for him. Great leader. I get the legs, a weapon. The legs are fun, right? Like you I think that's where people the get throws, caught up. Scotty, and that and that's I a think problem. That's where people man. get caught up. The legs. Exactly. And, and let, let me make one thing extremely clear to people. I wish we had the 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 video that we could play, right? Jalen Rager should have caught the ball, and, and I'll get to him in a second. So I'm not I'm not blaming the 
the decision to go to Jalen. Like it's mind-boggling why you target Jalen Rager so much in this game and two times on the final yeah. possession. That's mind-boggling. But he's still wide open. He's a n- former number one draft pick. You hit him in the hands. You hit him in the face. Should have won the game, right? You better stop telling me that Devontae Smith wasn't open. Yeah, on that. yeah, man. No, I'm not. You better here. stop arguing. You better, you better stop with the argument. The safety was coming. If that's not open in the National Football League, I don't know what that's the hell. That's unreal. Now, maybe if you want to say, maybe if you want to say, you know, well, if he tried to just float one over the shoulder, yeah, maybe the safety could have covered that enough ground and and cut it off and picked it off. Just hit him on the on the go, dude. If the throw's in the right spot, he's wide open. That's... <laughs> I mean, Scotty, that was the that you was the more open mind, than that in the NFL. That was the most mind bad. Windows in the NFL are this tight, right? You you always hear the phrase from commentators and shit when it's close and a quarterback just misses a tough throw, but they're like, in the NFL, that's open. But you're going to tell me that play ain't open. The safety's 27 yards away, but he's not open. The ex- that's my point, dude. The excuses that people yeah. will try to... I saw people on Twitter. Well, two of his three interceptions should have been pass interference. Shut up. Like, why are we trying to go through, like, leaps and bounds to make up excuses for like, this particular person? <laughs> let's go back through every quarterback's interceptions that shouldn't have been right. interceptions. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, what are we doing? Like, And, Scotty, and I'll, I'll, I'll be this person for you because I know you have said it weeks ago to me. I'm not going to keep comparing them, but um, did you watch any of the Bucks uh, Colts game? On um, I I saw a little bit. I saw like the ending. Uh so in that game in the first half, Carson Wentz made a uh, a throw over the middle of the field, over the shoulder, sixty-four yard touchdown. You know, right on stride, bomb of a touchdown. And I watched that. And this, I'm just saying, any quarterback, right? You watch Matt. You watch any of them. And I can, without a shadow of a doubt, tell you, Jalen Hurts can't make that throw. He can't. Yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. You tell me the quarter. If I my franchise quarterback needs to be able to make all the throws in the league, and he doesn't, and it's just, it's not just, but it's a combination of everything you said, Scotty. It's yeah. the arm strength and the, and the decision making and the reads. I've been to two games this year. I never go to more than one in a year. I, I've been to two this year. And when. Um, I saw the same things you saw when you were there against San Fran. Yes, you're seeing guys open by a mile, and he's just not seeing it. So, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, just to kind of piggyback that, you know, I think the issue is everybody keeps talking about what are the options, the outside options. Let's just let's simplify it. Let's not call him the franchise quarterback. He might be the quarterback next year. He might be. Maybe, but let's stop calling him the franchise guy. Let's stop discussing that. He can, we can just talk about him as a quarterback, how he's performing, right? Like we no longer need to put this tag. Not every quarterback needs to be a franchise quarterback for a a franchise, right? He's a placeholder until we get a franchise quarterback that can make all the throws. And that was my biggest thing, you know, and, and since you brought up Carson, we'll talk about Carson because that was my thing when we were getting rid of Carson. Is that okay? Jalen Hurts. He makes the uh, he 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 makes the plays with his legs. He you know can throw in the run. Um, maybe maybe he's a better decision maker. Maybe M- maybe right. Like that's a big maybe. Now Carson Wentz can make throws that other quarterbacks cannot make. The arm talent will never be that of Carson Wentz, and we knew that before, right? We just thought maybe Jalen Hurts could adjust his game in and to pick his spots better. I I don't know if he's good enough to do that, right? Like so I, I, I do want to Jason is commenting and and I, I do want to let him know. He I is always him. late. I agree. Um and he's right. So I get what you're saying. On deep balls, they don't look as good because he's waiting so long in their in the route to develop and so long in his progression yeah. that by the time he can get the ball all the way down there it's kind of a comeback, wait for the ball type of situation with yeah. the DB and the wide receiver. I get that. That's a fact. And maybe we're just not going to see eye to eye on, on what I'm about to say, and I've already said it. My eyes tell me, me personally, he can't make all the throws. Yes, decision-making and progression and waiting, that is a problem. But I, my eyes tell me he can't make all the throws that a quarterback needs to make in this league. 
I mean, and, and that's kind of where I'm like at. Disagree with yeah. yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at know. now. If we want to talk about the other Jalen for half a second, <laughs> I mean, where do we begin, Scotty? I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can't cut him, but... You can't. And listen, I, I tweeted out as soon as it happened, cut, dot, tomorrow, dot. Yeah, you can't. It's but... not a reality. He's not. He's a first-round draft pick. I've heard you, I've heard Phil, I've heard everybody talk about it. It's the truth. Yeah. No, no former first-round draft pick from a year and a half ago is going to be cut after two drop passes at the end of a game, okay? It's just the fact. When you're balling shit up every week that this kid is doing in a negative yeah. way, or that he's not doing, and it ends back, in man. this, Scotty, I've seen a lot of sad finishes to Eagles games over the last couple of years with drop passes from Jay Jaw and Nelson Aguilar and, and a couple others. Right? This game might have taken the cake. <laughs> First, he got hit in the head. He he got hit in the head with his eyes closed. Scotty, t- walk <laughs> me through that decision. I can't. I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, he's not supposed to play like this. Like that's Hand. not that's not what I I was deceived. I, I don't know. Ready? Hand, eye, coordination. You got that? That that means they go together. So how are you going to catch the ball if your eyes are closed? <laughs> I'll refrain from from. Childish name calling. I'm not bullying the guy. I know. I know we've had a very uh, big post that people were disagreeing and agreeing with on Phil's Twitter. I'm not. I'm not going to come out here and slander the dude's name. But what, what is the what is the thought process there? That I'm going to close my eyes as a professional wide receiver. And yeah, he shouldn't be blamed for being a first round pick because I've always said that it wasn't his fault. This is Howie's mistake. I don't care if you're a first round pick, seventh round pick, undrafted. If you're play, if you're good enough to be in the NFL. You can make that catch. And then he follows it up with the second one at the goal line with it just hitting him right in his paws. <clears throat> and, oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, based on what you just said there, you know, the thought pro- – he, he's an afterthought. That's that's what it is. There's, there's nothing to think about. It sucks that, you know, it sucks that he was targeted on the last two throws. I mean, it. that's where I could I, – I wish it would have gone to Smith or Goddard or somebody more reliable – I can't even blame him for being targeted at this point. <laughs> like, but no, he, he literally led the team at targets with seven. Um, I, I, I still, I, I would try something new. I, I would bring up Hightower. I would, you know, maybe give Jay Jaw some run out there. Um, I, I would try something. Greg Ward. I know he dropped He dropped a touchdown too. He's not even reliable anymore. So <laughs> it's something I brought up the other day and, and everybody's just like, you know, Screw Travis Fulgham. He's not a world beater. He's not some top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. But you can't tell me that. I you, I, I feel like Travis Fulgham would have caught that pass. Like I do. <laughs> but you, you just can't tell me that Travis Fulgham wouldn't have more of a contribution than Jalen Reger had right now at this point in this season. Ken said anyone else would have caught that pass. <laughs> Literally, dude, and and that's the thing. And, and, and this is a joke. Listen, we're not. I'm not going to sit here and suggest that Travis Fulgham needs to be on this team, right? The same, say, 2020 Eagles anymore. Uh, but uh, I can tell you that I've seen more out of Travis Fulgham than I have out of Jalen Rager, than I have out of uh, Jay Jaw. Ready for yeah. this one, Scotty? Than I have out of Quez Watkins. Like, there is one reliable wide receiver on this team, and he's a rookie. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I've always said this. Um, Travis Fulgham had a great four or five games. Yeah. It's four or five more games than I've seen Jay Jall. Or yeah. Jay Jall so, <laughs> take that for what you will. Oh, man. Any any final takeaways, man? Uh, they're cooked. They're, they're How are you feeling about eyes. this weekend, at least? Obviously, we'll, we'll break that down. Oh, actually, you'll, you'll be there. Uh, my apologies. You'll see a win, hopefully, but. Hopefully. <laughs> um, they're going to win this week. Um, obviously, you have the whole sore ankle thing. Should they play Minshew? Some people saying they should play Minshew regardless and see what, what you have there in the passing game. Um, 
I don't know. My my thing is, I've I've always said that to you. Like maybe you you just do it for one week and see what the issue is. Is it the play calling? Is it the quarterback? Is it the wide receivers? But at this point, you're coming off your worst game as a professional. I'd like to see him take this one on the chin and and see how he responds yeah. this week against the Jets. Um, final takeaway: hit him in the helmet. Yeah, get it. <laughs> it quite frankly hit him in the face. Uh, that's that's a tough loss there, but um. I think they're done, Scotty. Like, wh- what are your thoughts on on this playoff run that we were all hoping for for thirty five minutes? I don't know if they're done just because they kind of control their own destiny in a sense. Um, now, obviously, if you know the 49ers, whoever that we'll, we'll get into that with the takeaways. I, I got a list of wild card teams that are in the mix, but it, it was just another sign. You know, are they done statistically? No, right, but. Are they done as far as you go out and you give that type of performance where we were thinking, oh, maybe sneak in the playoffs, maybe <laughs> maybe scare a team a little bit, you know, in, in the playoffs in the first round? Nah. I mean, you come out and lay seven points against the Giants. What are we doing here? I mean, we don't have a passing game, apparently. We, we had 129 passing yards in that game. What are we going to do with that? In a game where their defensive player comes out and says – their game plan was to force Jalen Hurts to win by passing. When so, when a defensive player of another team says that, that's an indictment, like Jason said earlier. That's an indictment on your quarterback, and it sucks to hear that. Um, but it, it kind of reassures you that what you're seeing is correct, that that is bad quarterback play as far as in the passing game. Um, final takeaway as far as uh, just this game, this pass game, Jeff Laurie, you know, you have the the hurt stands, whatever, on Twitter, everywhere. No matter what anybody says to you, no matter what statistics are pulled out of your ass, total yards from scrimmage, yeah. uh, you know, all, all this and that, true passing percentage, true accurate pass, whatever you, you pull out of your ass, Jeff Laurie and Howie Roseman are going to pursue. They're going to at least pursue a quarterback in the offseason. Doesn't mean that they'll get one. Doesn't mean that the quarterback won't be Jalen Hurts next season. They're pursuing a quarterback. They're not settling Scotty, with this. There's no way I, in hell. Can I ask you something? Because I'm seeing a lot of talk of it on, on social media and on Twitter. And I don't get me wrong. Russ Russ ain't cooking right now. Russ don't look right. Something's off. Right? <laughs> and and quite frankly, it's looked off kind of all year. He hasn't looked. He, he hasn't. He wasn't great before the before the uh, hand injury. Would you not trade for Russell Wilson? (laughs) Scotty, I'm seeing a lot more pushback from Eagles fans than I should be on a Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would definitely do it. Depending on the price, now if somebody comes out and overpays for Russell Wilson, no reason wouldn't sacrifice the future, but right. And uh, here, the counter are the argument that we'll get and that people were throwing out there is the Eagles aren't a quarterback away, right? What would Russell do with this wide receiving court? Well, here's what I can answer to you. Wide receivers in the off season. Right. When you have got, when you have Goddard and and Smith and you, you you pick up a guy in the off season, we'll see what happens. But I mean, did Carson Wentz or did Carson Wentz not drag practice squad guys to a division, to a division title in 2019? Scotty? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And how much better would you say Russell Wilson is than Carson Wentz? <laughs> I consider right? Russell Wilson top and five. After this offseason, after this season, the Eagles get how much money off the books in which they'll be able to spend in free agency and, and and be, you know, be able to make some moves with. Now, listen, I'm not saying trading for Russell Wilson makes the Eagles a damn Super Bowl contender. Yes, they're more than a great quarterback away from contending for a Super Bowl. But, I mean, isn't this the same fan base that just got so hyped because they thought Jordan Howard and Jalen Hurts were going to get us to the playoffs? <laughs> so if this team was this close to getting us to the playoffs, why the hell are you trying to tell me Russell Wilson can't get them to the playoffs? What I, in your right mind? You, I can't trade Ross. I can't trade for Russell Wilson because I want my three first-round draft picks. What? What? And at this point, with the way things are falling out in Seattle, here's two. I'm keeping my third. And throw a future one at them. And, and whatever else, you got to make it work. Give up two of the three this year. 
and whatever else you got to do. You keep one of the top draft picks and you bring in Russell Wilson. And then you use that free agency money. The the trade, the mock trade that I saw for Russell Wilson, and, and I would 100% do it. Um, it was a first round pick from this year, first round pick from next year. Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard. And maybe Are you some joking? draft compensation. That's that's the mock trade that I saw after the Adam Schefter uh, rumor Daddy, came I'll out. I'll throw on my big toe. Like, like <laughs> they get on my big toe. Yeah. So I, I, I would do that 100%. But as far as, you know, Russell Wilson and, and trading for him, I, the way I look at the Eagles, and I know we talk about the wide receiving core, and yeah, it, in a sense, when you have a lesser quarterback, you do need better wide receivers right. in my mind. When I look at the Eagles, I look at them, that's a way, 100% better offensive line than what the Seahawks have. Russell Wilson has some diamonds in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett out there that they're not winning games with. So I don't think it comes down to that. I think it comes down to the lack of run game that they have in Seattle, oh, the offensive sure. line that they have in Seattle, and then that defense on the other side. So the way I'm looking at the way this team should go throughout the next offseason regardless Building that defense up and getting some talent in it, first of all. The offensive line is already good. We'll see what happens with Kelsey. We, we may have to add one piece right. into there. But we got we got Landon Dickerson some great experiences this season. And we'll get guy uh, guys like Isaac Samalu back. So worst comes to worst, if Kelsey, you know, retires, whatever the case may be, that offensive line, the key pieces are still going to be there. We'll see what happens with Jason Kelsey, right? You still got Devontae Smith. You still got Goddard. You got money, like you said. You can go get yourself a wide receiver in free agency. The defense has – I don't want to say it's not been it, – it's its not been bad this year. It, we've had terrible games in spots, but they've showed legit signs of being a sturdy defense. You just got to get a, maybe two or three more playmakers on that defense. You can add that through the draft. You can also add that through the free agency. I look at that team, and that is better than a Seahawks team that is over there in Seattle right now. That's better than what the Seahawks have shown Russell Wilson in recent years. And I get why Adam Schefter said Russell Wilson would waive his no-trade clause because it makes a ton of sense. It, it really does. So whatever. You know, I, if you disagree, I get it. I'm not opposed to having Jalen Hurts next year because if, if we can't get the quarterback that we want, then I don't want us to just go swinging. That's the way I look at it as well. I'd rather wait and see if we can get something the next year. But, you know, I am on the side of Jalen Hurts is not going to be here in my future. And what would you rather solve first? The quarterback position or X, Y, and Z around the roster, right? Now, you're right. Like Jason's saying, that they're not just one player away from being Super Bowl contenders. We all recognize that. Yeah. You have Russell Wilson, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to fill out the rest of that roster. Um, so let me ask you this. Would you rather have Russell Wilson and some holes on the defense, or would you rather have Jalen Hurts and three rookie defensive players that we're hoping pan out, right? Um, again, you're right. At this point, I probably want to trade all three first-round draft yeah. picks this year. i trade two of them. Because think about it. You you have two of them via former trades. They're not yours. That they're assets that you have that you acquired for, to do something like this. Guys like Russell Wilson, Scotty, quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, when the Sean Watson rumors were going around, and obviously the off the field stuff we that's regarded and you know he's out of the equation now. But okay, yeah, but Jason, three three rookie defenders aren't coming in here and winning this team a championship. And quarterbacks like Jalen, what all right, side side conversation. The Eagles defense wins championships. That would have to be about four or five years from now. The Eagles defense wouldn't be adding three defenders in the draft, and then they'd be Super Bowl contenders. Um, quarterbacks like this don't become available very often, Scotty. And when you when you have a chance to you, when you've acquired these assets, it's time to cash them in at some point. And if Russell Wilson is out there on the table this year, he's thirty three years old, right? The, his market's probably a little low. Because his price is probably a little low because of what's going on in Seattle and his play. You go and you cash in and, and you figure out the rest after. You 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 act and ask questions second. That, that's what you do. Yeah, I, I think it's a similar I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't fix the defense. What I'm saying is you don't ignore a Russell Wilson trade because you needed a stud defensive end. 
Like, what's going to win you Super Bowl first? Russell Wilson, defensive end. Like, <laughs> we're not yeah. going to see eye to eye on this one. <laughs> no, I I think it's pretty simple. I mean, Russell Wilson is considerably better. People say he's cooked. 20 for 31, 247 yards, two TDs. He's one, not playing well right now. Trust back. me, he is he not looking not a bad game, game, Dylan. That, that's not a bad game. 247 yards, he's 20 out of 31 compared to 14 out of 31. Two TDs, zero interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. They don't have anything else. They had 34 rushing yards total in this game against Washington football team. They have nothing else in Seattle, so everybody's calling him Cook. Whatever. You can think that if you want. Go ahead and That's drive fine, it down. Bro. Drop that trade value. Yeah, drop it down like they did for Ben Simmons. We can call him Cook, sure. <laughs> sure, let's do that. But um, since we're on Russell Wilson, since we're talking about the Seahawks a little bit here, um, any thoughts on the Monday night football game, Washington football team specifically, uh, getting in the playoffs, uh, any any positive signs from Washington football team over their last couple wins? <sighs> positive signs for Washington football team. Uh, <laughs> no. No, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Do you think they can make mainly, the playoffs? Mainly because I'm just not a Taylor Heineke guy. I can't stand it. I can't stand watching it. Um. But Ron Rivera has that defense still playing at a high level, even without Chase Young and missing some guys. Um, I feel like if they've ran, if they, I think Ron's starting to run the ball a little bit more in the latter part of the season with Antonio Gibson. If he relied more on Gibson and McKissick, I think that offense would be a lot better. They just got Logan Thomas back, Terry McLaurin's stud. Um, will they make the playoffs right now? They're in the seven seed, I believe. Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans are behind them. They could. I'd have to look at the re- their remaining schedule. Um, but as far as, like, have I seen anything out of Washington? No. <laughs> now, will they beat the Eagles? Uh, probably. Yeah, so actually, I saw a question up here. So I was looking up to see who Lamar oh, yeah. would play. So it looks like the Chargers play the Bengals and the Ravens play the Steelers. I'd go Lamar, bro. Yeah, I think I'd go and Lamar. Nervous. Justin Herbert struggling. I have him in Ooh, one of my struggling. leagues. Struggling. He is struggling. Yeah, I would go Lamar. He's at least got his legs. <laughs> yeah, facts. All right. But, um, yeah, no, the, the Washington football team, you're, you're right. I mean, they're in the seventh seed right now. Um, they've got, you know, some decent wins. They did lose Chase Young. Um, seems like they're starting to run the ball a little bit more. Maybe they're getting a case of what the Eagles did, and they're trying to, to follow that lead, uh, running the football with Gibson. Uh, quality back, but I don't know. I think that that Chase Young injury will catch up to their defense eventually. Um, and ultimately, you know, the Eagles, can they beat the, the Washington football team? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but that is that is one thing. The Washington football team and the Eagles control their own destiny as, as far as that because they play each other twice. So. Very true. Um, we'll, we'll definitely see how that plays out. Um, takeaways from week 12. Let's let's talk about the entire week of action. Um, do you want to go first? I got three takeaways, so I can go through them quickly, or if you want to go first. I'll just whatever. throw one at you, gotcha. and I'll say it three times. Frauds, frauds, frauds. It's what I'm finding out in the latter part of this season, Scotty. I'm looking through here, and when, let's start with the, the biggest culprit of them all, who were my Super Bowl favorites before the season started and in the early part oh, of the season. Yeah. And maybe they figure things out. Maybe they turn things around and turn into the powerhouse that, you know, people thought they were going to turn into. But the L.A. Rams are the biggest frauds of them all right now. You went in. You you sold your soul to the devil. You went in. You went out. You got Von Miller. You got OBJ. I understand Robert Woods went down. But, you know, you have this high-powered offense and McVay and Stafford and all these guys on defense with Donald and Ramsey. And here you are. How, have they lost three straight? The Rams? Yeah. Yeah, lost three in a row. Um, I actually have them as one of my takeaways as well. Yeah. The Rams, I, I said here the same exact thing. The Rams definitely aren't who we thought they well, were. Lost three in a row. Have only beat one team with a winning record. That's something to note yeah. as well. I mean, and then you can just go down the list a little bit. I mean, you got um, the Browns are back healthy. Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Baker are back healthy and this defense is healthy and they put up 10 points against a division rival. You can go to the other LA team with the Chargers who 
started off very hot this this early in the season, and they are struggling mightily. They get beat by two glove Teddy. My God. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just but the Dallas that. Cowboys. Another one that that I I allowed them into my top five power rankings last week. For the first time, I allow you in my power rankings. We curse as much them. as I hate your dirty, dirty star, and you lose at home on Thanksgiving to the Raiders. All right, I'm just, I'm just saying, Scotty, I call it how I see it. the The Bills? No, I don't think the Bills are. I don't think the Bills are frauds. The Bills just laid the wood to, uh, to the Saints. I know they got their asses whooped the week before to Indy, but I think the Bills have just been an inconsistent team. And I think come playoff time, I think they'll be ready to go. And, you know, when the, the thing about the Bills, what I realized after that game played out, it didn't get talked about in the national media. But the Bills were missing at least two of their uh, starting defensive linemen in that game. And Jonathan Taylor ran a hole through that team. <laughs> so I, I can accredit that a little bit to them missing some of their starters, some of their important guys on that D line. Um, the Bills, they, they have, if you look at the statistics and, and how their season has played out, they've had some disappointing losses for sure, but statistically – defensively, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And I can only imagine Josh Allen getting better. I, I don't think he's a fraud. So we'll uh, we'll see about the Bills. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm sorry, dude. I'm trying, like, not to see <laughs> my eyes are over here. I'm not crying. I promise. Yeah, so my, my first takeaway, and one of my takeaways was about the Rams, so I, I'll go ahead and skip that one. Um, the Patriots, they get another signature win against the Titans, 36 to 13. It's not that, you know, obviously the Titans are a little beat up right now and, you know, they're going through their injury thing. I don't think they had AJ Brown in that game. It's not just because they beat the Titans. They have been smacking these teams. Not, it's not, it's not been all just squeaking by. They are smacking these teams and you look up. And the Patriots have won six in a row. Yeah. You look up, they're eight and four. They actually lead their division over the Bills right now because I believe the Bills are eight and three. Um, or seven. I I, I excuse that. And whatever they are, they're behind the Patriots. I know that. Seven and four, right? Seven and four. That's what it is. They're seven and four. Patriots are eight and four. They're number one in their division right now. They play the Bills this weekend. So I'm I'm gonna have my eyes on that game. I'm starting to like I'm I, I I don't know why I'm starting to like the Patriots. I think it's because they're they've been in like this underdog role now to where I just want to see Bill Belichick come back and give yeah. it to the league. Like I, I I don't know what it is about them. I love that they have one of the best defenses. I love that they're doing it with a rookie quarterback to prove everybody wrong. Um, and you know the Patriots, the the Bills better watch their back. You know I know we just said I don't think they're frauds. But I don't know if the Patriots are yeah. either. <laughs> no, th that's a conversation we had, I think, the last time we spoke on Turf Talk about this yeah. team. And it was kind of, what is their ceiling? How far can Mac and Bill take this thing? And, you know, I think we kind of just figured, you know, they're can they they're going to make the playoffs. Maybe they win a game, but that's as, that's as far as it'll go. And, and now, I, I don't know. The AFC is wide open, Scotty. There's a lot more contenders in the NFC when, when yeah. you think of the Bucks and the Cardinals you know, we throw the Rams in there, the Packers, the Cow. There's a lot of teams in the NFC. The AFC right now, between injuries and just a weird season, is very, very open when you think yeah. about, you know, the, the Ravens are up and down. The Browns are kind of out of things the way we thought they would be. The Chiefs are starting to surge now, but they weren't but they uh, weren't before. This Patriots team is playing at a high level right now. That yeah. defense is very, very, very good. And Mac is just... Mac Jones is not playing like a rookie quarterback. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing for them because that's something Bill lacked last year. Obviously, they had X amount of guys not play and opt out because of COVID. And then they got hit with COVID and they dealt with injuries and Cam wasn't the same. But Bill and Cam are just not a match. Right. Yeah. Not a match at all. Um, and now he gets this this stud kid in here who's just pro ready, doesn't really turn the football over, makes good decisions is a pocket passer, can just manage the game and make all the throws. It's a match made in heaven right now, and, and I saw Jason commented on it earlier. That We talked about it a couple weeks ago, Scotty. That conversation is going to be right back um, in, in the NFL talk soon if Bill you know, and the Patriots maybe go further in the playoffs yeah. than, than the Bucs do. 
um, because it was, it was, you know, it's Brady and Belichick go and go, you know, who made who. And then Brady leaves, Bill struggles for a year. Brady wins a Super Bowl his first year gone. And now it's, I don't know. Bill, Bill's turning up the heat. <laughs> with the hood up, he might be. You gotta yeah. get him. You gotta get him with the with the hoodie up on time. Yeah, the hoodie up with the sleeves cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? What was another takeaway for you? Um, I literally just had one. Oh, now I remember what it is. <laughs> He's not back. <laughs> Cam Newton, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is definitely. I can assure you. Not in, not back, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Cam Newton is not back. He never was back. <clears throat> he's left the building and he's not returning. Cam Newton's days as a starting quarterback in the NFL are done. Um, it was fun. It was it was cute. It was cool while it lasted. Got to see him in a Carolina uniform again. He scored a couple tutties. I get all of it. Scott, he got benched for PJ Walker. They got their doors blown off <laughs> by the Miami Dolphins. Who I know, Jason. He he's saying don't sleep on them. They're playing well. They are. You can't get your doors blown off by the man by the Miami Dolphins, dude. So no. that, that that's my last takeaway from from week uh from week twelve. Cam Newton, not back. <laughs> yeah, man. Cam's Cam's some hot garbage, but it, it's gonna be funny, you know, once Sam Darnold comes back. Um, like who gets the job? They both suck. <laughs> just just let PJ Walker ride it out. Yeah, like try PJ Walker out. Forget it. Um, my last takeaway, uh, kind of what we hinted at already here, um, you touched on it with the Rams a little bit, or I should say the uh, Patriots a little bit, but just looking at the the wild card situation in both uh, conferences, it's actually pretty wild, the teams that are in the conversation for the wild card. Um, so you look at the NFC, we got San Francisco at six and five, Washington football team at five and six. So those are your six and sevens that you mentioned there. Um, Minnesota, five and six, Atlanta, five and six. New Orleans five and six, Philly five and seven, Carolina five and seven. It's going to be interesting to see which of those teams fall out of contention right there. Um, you go to the AFC. You got the LA Chargers six and five, Las Vegas six and five, T Denver six and five. Three three teams from the same division there. Um, Indy six and six, Pitts Pittsburgh five five and one, Cleveland six and six, and Miami five and seven. So that is congested as hell. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild to to see how this plays out. Um, you oh, mentioned how competitive the AFC is, and so is the bottom of the NFC. It's 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 gonna be a crazy finish. The thing about the AFC is that the top is much closer to this level as well, rather than oh, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. The top is the top in the the top in the NFC has a lot more dogs and it has a lot more championship caliber teams in my opinion than the top of the of the top of the AFC does. Here's my two things for each for each conference, Scotty. The Colts are going to make the playoffs. I understand they're coming off a loss. They just beat the dog shit out of the Bills, and then they took the Bucks to the literal wire. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz is playing well. That defense is playing well. I know they just let up 38 points. Trust me, they're playing well. And they are running the air out of the football with Jonathan Taylor, who, by the way, is now in the MVP conversation. Um, especially if they make the playoffs. When I look at who's above them, when you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, the Chargers are slipping. Dude, Justin Herbert's not playing confidently. He's not. He just doesn't look right when I watch that team. That team can't stop the run. I don't know if they need it all at the end of the season, uh, but if they do, not good for the Chargers. So I like the Colts there. And then in the NFC, my only thing is, I can't believe the Rams have put themselves in a position where they might, where they have to fight for the one for the number one wild card. Yeah. That was a foregone conclusion. Like, okay, you know, the Rams or the Cardinals, whoever doesn't win that division is going to be the number one the, uh, wild card seed. And now you look at the Rams, number one wild card seed at seven and four. And right behind them, you've got the Niners in the same division at six and five. Yep. It's a game difference. So <laughs> the fact that LA has put themselves in a position to not only not win their division, but not even be the number one wild card team is crazy to me. And the thing is, you know, what's going to come back to bite them in? in, in they do have a chance that they could write it. Um, the 49ers always smack the Rams when they play. Yeah. And they got one more matchup. They already beat them the first time, um, which I think made five or six in a row for 49ers over the Rams. 
they get them again, I'm sure, somewhere throughout the rest of this schedule, they're going to have to face their fear. <laughs> and and Sean McVay is going to have to beat Kyle Shanahan, right? Like, yeah. if he's this great this great coach, we got to finally see it. If Matthew Stafford is this guy, we got to see it. Um, but yeah, they're 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 looking to be you know big frauds. It, maybe they'll maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe this is kind of their struggle before they get to the good stuff. But we uh, we will have to wait and see for that. Um, let's get to the uh, the power rankings here. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do one at a time, or do you want to go like through your list and my list? Whatever you want to do here. Well, considering I can't really see out of my right eye, we're just going to run through these and then we'll see what happens. Got you. Um, here are my top five updated power rankings. Uh, again, the bottom of this list was kind of a struggle to, to wean out who should be in and who shouldn't be. Number one, I got the Green Bay Packers. They continue to play dominant football, get the big win over the Rams uh, last Sunday, obviously, as we were just talking about. Number two, I have the Cardinals. They're starting to get healthy again. Kyler's coming back. D-Hop's coming back, and they still have kept themselves. Are they still 9-2? and two? Yeah. They're they still nine and two, and they've and they've missed their quarterback and number one wide receiver for the last two or three games. Uh, so that's astounding to me. Number three, maybe a little bit of reach. Maybe I should drop them down a bit. But at, coming off that big win on Thanksgiving night, I do have the Bills. Um, Scotty, like they've been a little inconsistent. They've been up and down, but when they're fully healthy and they're fully together, they're very balanced on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, and I I do trust in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Number four, I had the defending champs, and I had the Bucks. Probably maybe the best all-around team um, in the NFL with just star-studded power on both sides. So very easily they could be number one, but I have them at four just because of the way this the last few weeks have gone. And then at number five, coming off a of bye week, who do I got, Scotty? Bye week. Like this week or they, they were on bye last week? They were on a bye last week. Kansas City. Yep. I got <laughs> I got the Kansas City Chiefs at number five on this list. Um, they are on a surge right now. They just they're off a nice win against the Dallas Cowboys right before their bye. Andy Reid out of the bye. This team is is heating up at the right time. Um, we talked about it on on last Terror Talks episode. Did we count them out? Did we discredit them? Did we disregard them too early? I think we did, and I think you're gonna start to see why very soon. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are looking good. Um, and maybe I slept on them because they were on a bye week. But um, let me go ahead and just start mine. First of all, I got the same top two as you. I got Green Bay, 9-3 nice, nice. at number one. Um, so 9-3 on the season, wins over the Rams, Arizona, Cincy, 49ers, Washington football team. Pretty good wins there. Uh, coming off 36-28 win over the Rams. Um, so Green Bay is my solidified number one. Uh, number two, I have Arizona at nine and two wins over Cleveland, 49ers twice, LA Rams and the Titans. They're coming off a bye. So I, I think I had them number one last week. I may have just moved them down due to the Packers win over the uh, over the uh the Rams. Um so not necessarily Arizona's fault, but right. they should get uh Kyler Murray and uh DeAndre Hopkins back here soon. Um number three, I actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought that was a very impressive win over the Colts. You mentioned them as making the playoffs. I think the Colts have a really good team. They just had a really tough schedule. Um, and they ultimately blew two games against the Titans, which they should have at yeah. least gotten one of those. Um, but Tampa Bay, 8-3, and three, wins over Indy, New England, Dallas. Um, they were coming off, you know, a couple losses in a row. Uh, Tom wasn't playing well. Come out, put up 38 points. You beat a, a solid team that's most likely going to be in the playoffs. Um, I like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing here, and I'm not going to worry about them. They're – not like these other teams. These are the defending champs that we're talking Actually, about. Actually, Scotty, I'm going to adjust mine. I'm bumping the bucks up. <laughs> I'm bumping the bucks up. The only because what what you're what you're discussing and kind of what I said, reflecting back on it. Like when I when I think about this, both are playing well right now. Who do I think is a better team? Who do I think would win head to head? I think the Bucks are a better team than the Bills. So I want to go Bucks three, Bills four. Gotcha. Gotcha. So number four, this might surprise you. I'm going New England here. Wow. And they've like I said, they've won six in a row. They've won six in a row. They're eight and four. They're number the one in the division. They're number two in the AFC right now. They are uh they have wins over Tennessee, Cleveland, the LA Chargers. Um, 
And they just they just waxed the Titans who were at the top of the right. AFC there. So should have beat Dallas. <laughs> they should have beat Dallas. They should have beat Dallas. But um, I'm, I'm going with New England there. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. We'll see this weekend. I don't know. Bills, man. The conductor. We're gonna see. We're gonna see, bro. Um, number five actually got Baltimore. I'm I'm willing to discuss that with you because number five, I do like the Chiefs. I do like them, and yeah. I, like I said, I may have you know given them some slack just for having a bye week there. Um, Baltimore impressed me. You know, Lamar wasn't feeling very well. Didn't play his best ball. They were able to pull one out against Cleveland, division rival. They've beaten the the Browns, Minnesota, L.A. Chargers, Denver, K- Kansas City, and Indianapolis. So they got. Some pretty solid wins under their belt. They've just laid some eggs. You know, that, yeah. that Cincy game, I think it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth about the Ravens. Them coming out and just getting smoked like that, as well as that Miami game. That was a blunder from, from Lamar Jackson as well. But I do overall like what the Ravens are doing and where they're at. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got from my power rankings. We got a question, and it's dawning on me, Scotty. I don't – Interesting. I know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Once I saw it, I'm like, who is my top five right now? Who's my top five this season? Like in order? I can't give an order. That's too tough right now. On the spot, I'd here's it's been Brady, such quarterback play. Brady, Rogers, Kyler. That's three. I mean, Dak, Dak's been – Dak was playing at a high level, but at times he's not. Mm. Barrow's been playing at a high level. It's crazy how little I've thought about this, honestly. Oh, yeah, me too. Like this question that's like – I want to – who who does he want to argue with? He wants to argue – who do you have – who's your top five? Anthony? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what the – I like, know because he's got – he like definitely has one up his sleeve where he's like, I want to – you yeah. know, they're not going to have him. And I wonder, wonder if he's going to slip slip in like a Mac Jones or something. Um, yeah, I would agree with Rogers, Brady. Yeah, even though uh, Kyler hasn't played in a while, I'd have to probably go Kyler. I mean, Josh, um, Josh Josh Allen has to be in there, I'd assume. No, and then Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is turning it up. His stats are there. Like I said, Joe Burrow's played at a very high level too, and and his team, the Bengals, are like seven and four or whatever. I would love to dig into that. Right, I, I don't want that to be my official answer. But, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I, just know, I can just give you the, I can just give you the groundwork for who my top five would be right now. I want to know who. We'll continue. I want to know what the the card up we'll, the sleeve is. Yeah, yeah. we'll keep going, Anthony. You let us know who your top five are. Who's the one you would argue with? Because uh, <laughs> he's got. I knew that he's like. I got someone. He's got somebody up his head. sleeve, man. I'm I'm interested to hear it because there's. There's a lot of tricky quarterbacks this year. You know, Kirk Cousins is having a great season. Don't um, start. I, Don't he start is, man. I know statistically he is having a good season. Um, who else? There, there's some, Carson Wentz is having a great season. Um, yeah, who else? I was just thinking of somebody. Derek Carr has had an all right season. Derek Carr was on fire. and then the He Raiders was on fire. He, he's still up at the top of the league with passing yards. I had a feeling Anthony's not going to get back to us, and that's a shame. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's let's finish up here. Um, quick overview of the Cowboys and Saints matchup tonight. Um, Taysom Hill starts. Kamara is out. Uh, I do think Mark Ingram is in, so that is good for the Saints. Uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper are back for the Cowboys. Um, there was rumors uh, over the over the week about Zeke and Tony Pollard, how that's going to be split. Um, I've heard a bunch of different things. Some have said that they're going to lay off a Zeke. Some have said that they're going to just hand up. They're going to give a ton of work to Zeke. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Pollard was looking pretty explosive on Thanksgiving Day, man. He looks yeah. like a pretty good running back. I'm not going to lie. Um, Cowboys have lost three out of their last four. They're trying to avoid a, a three in a row here. So how are you feeling? Oh, we got one. That's who he's got. That's Mac who Jones. He's trying to throw Mac in there. I see okay. you. Okay. I mean. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Like, can't argue with it. You can't I mean, I'd say outside of that, Rodgers, Kyler, Brady, Mahomes, it's kind of where we were at, Scott. I would so, agree with that. Right, I would agree right, with I that. See you. Like, I can't yeah. argue back. I would agree I gotta with know, that. I got to know if Ant's a Patriots fan or not. Right. Like, why bring it up? 
Yeah. You Patriots fan? Yeah. You Pats fan? <laughs> no, but um, Dylan, thoughts on the game tonight? Uh, what are you expecting it, or what do you want to see in this game? I guess I could ask. Oh, oh he thought. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Dak for a second. If if, he, if Dak would have stayed on the pace he was playing at earlier in the year, um, yeah, he's had a, I would, a little I would bit of slump. Throw him in there, but yeah, but he's been slumping, and he's coming off. I think his worst performance of the season or something on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, Dak. Well, actually, he turned it up. The Chiefs game was a really bad performance, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I don't have him in there right now. Um, shout out to uh shout out to Vin who's always in my DMs and mentions who <laughs> I wish I would have taken those bets at this point. But uh Derek <laughs> Carr. All right. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, you see my background? I mean, I'm not gonna fight you on it. You that's your opinion, and and we'll here. We'll, we'll oh, bless your opinion loud and proud. And probably said, I mean. Not the Eagles fan. Not the Eagles fan is saying this, just so everyone knows. <laughs> uh, but as far as tonight goes, Scotty, um, I'm I'm not looking for anything. I don't think it, you know, if the Saints beat Dallas, I think it just says more about Dallas being, you know, coming up on that second half season choke that we're always used to seeing. More so than it would say the Saints, you know, uh, you know, Taysom Hill should be the starter going forward and the Saints are going to make the playoffs or whatever. Um but if I'm if I'm looking at it from the Dallas Cowboys point of view, it's okay, we've had a couple letdowns in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh we had a we had a stranglehold on the division. I think they were what seven and one or six and one, one or the other. And then since yeah. then they've lost to the Denver Broncos, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, and now the Las Vegas Raiders. They've lost what, three of their last four? Three of their last four, yeah. Yeah. So they are the they're on a downward trend right now. If I if I'm the Dallas Cowboys uh, they're on the road. It's in New Orleans. I'm looking for some, for a pick-me-up here. You get your two wide receivers back. New Orleans is still banged up. Dallas has to go in this game and win this game and take it, take you know that stranglehold on this division and just you know end the season on a high note. Will be will they be able to handle the Taysom Hill breakout game? <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah. the Saints will just throw anybody at quarterback. I tell you, man. You tried to pose that like a serious question, and I knew you couldn't even get it fully out before you started laughing. I was just letting it go. Once you said it, I was like, I'm not I'm not going to answer him. I'm not going to let him do this. What if Taysom Hill comes out here and beats the Cowboys? He probably will because that's just how football works. How the NFL's gone this year, it, it is. Um, the Saints yeah. really will throw anyone out there, though, dude. Like They will. They will and here's sure. my thing. Like, I, I know he's starting now. How do you – First of all, how does Taysom Hill get the contract that he just got? Um, because he's he's not a quarterback. Let's just call it what it is. But I don't understand it. And then how do you still play Trevor Simeon over him over the last month of football? I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand the Taysom Hill fascination. I really won't. Scott, um, I do have a play for you though tonight. Yeah. For for, for my gambling folks out there. <laughs> Brought to you by me and George Ryder. Let's see if it hits if it hits tonight. All right, we have Mark Ingram, 40 plus rushing yards, CD Lamb, 40 plus receiving yards, and a Dallas Cowboys money line at plus 180. All right. And now here's a little bit of a bigger play. Same thing. Ingram 40, Dow uh Lamb 40, Dallas money line. Anytime touchdown score, Dalton Schultz plus 614. Okay. Those are the two plays I have in tonight's game, and that's all I care about in tonight's game. I don't care. The Cowboys losing – actually, no. The Cowboys losing actually hurts me financially tonight, so how about we don't do that, boys, tonight? Um, normally, you know, it's a little bit icing on on the uh, on the cake for the Cowboys to lose. I have no interest. It's not like I'm – you know, the Cowboys need to lose because the Eagles are a game and a half out of first place, and when we play them, it could be – Eagles aren't beating out the Cowboys for this division. There's no shot, so – Cowboys, go have yourselves a night. He'll go and rush for 100 yards. Well, man, I'm, listen, man, you got like We are here. We are man. here every Thursday at 6 p.m. and we are here every Sunday at 10 a.m. getting you ready for football. You got to tune in more because this is yeah, this is, this great. is good stuff here. <laughs> I love the Dallas hate. I do too. I can I can get with that. And even it's nice because you know fan. we're two Eagles fans. So if we're hosting a show, I got to kind of be a little a little more level-headed than I'd like to be about the Dallas Cowboys and having just just seeing those comments on the side is is making my night a little bit better, Scotty. Yeah, I need a I need a big night from CD Lamb. I'm I'm hoping he can have an explosion. 
I'm uh I'm eight and four in my dynasty league, so I'm I'm trying okay. to go for it. I'm trying to go for it this season. I think I I think I may have said this last week, but I, I don't know if I told you. Traded Alvin Kamara for DeAndre Swift and Chase Claypool. DeAndre Swift goes and injures his fucking shoulder, dude. Um, I'm not mad at it. Kamara's still not playing. Hopefully, uh, DeAndre Swift isn't out too long. Um, the other one that I made was Devontae Smith in a first-round pick for Tyreek Hill, Miles Sanders in a third-round pick. That's a great trade. For me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I got Tyree Kill, CD Lamb. Uh, I think I, I think I actually have to start Miles Sanders this week because uh, Swift is out, and then I got James Robinson as my other running back. But trying to get this W, man, I need a big outing from CD Lamb. Yeah. I got lucky right, last well, week because this man DK Metcalf had two points on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So since we probably won't be live Sunday because you'll be at the game. Yeah. Um, I'm nine and three in my one league. Do I start Jalen Hurts at the Jets this week or the GOAT at Atlanta? I'm going uh, – Fantasy football speaking, the the kids at the top of – top five every week it seems like. Honestly, it would would depend on his health status going into that game. Like if if it comes out that he's going to be like limited. If he can't use his legs, then there's no way I'm playing Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. So it, it would really depend on that because I feel like the Eagles, with him having a banged-up uh, ankle, the Eagles could come out against the Jets and just try to run the football. Who knows? Maybe they finally buy in and give him the ball. But I don't know. I kind of have a weird feeling that Jalen Hurts won't be, like, the reason they win or lose this game. But at the same time, Jalen Hurts could go out there. It, it is the Jets. Like <laughs> – <laughs> Mac yeah, Jones against the Bills, man. That's a tough one. What is? What are the other options? Man, you're a real big fan of Mac Jones. Were you oh, an Alabama Mark fan? Jones. Alabama alum? Alabama fan? <laughs> I just want to. He's a Washington fan. I want to know where the Mac Jones love comes from. I respect he's it. Got love for Mac, man. I respect it. I just want to know. Yeah, I, it would depend on the other options because the Bills have a pretty sturdy defense. Um, but what I would say is that I'm not 100% sure that the Bills are going to win that game either. So we don't we don't know what the, the Patriots might do with yeah. the Bills there. Um, it's it's going to be a good game, to well, say the least. Yeah, well, while, while we wait for Anthony to get back to us, Scotty, I guess we can give our picks for tonight's game and then get yeah. on up out of here. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, we are over the hour mark, as we <laughs> tend to do here on the show. Uh, but I'll, I'll start us off here. I got to go with the Cowboys tonight, man. Um, I know it's on the road. The Cowboys have lost three of four. They're fully healthy on, on the as far as their weapons are concerned offensively. Um, Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I think the Dallas Cowboys get some turnovers tonight. I'm going to say Cowboys win... 27 Saints 21. Okay. Yeah. I Very generic score. I think uh, you know, I think the, the Cowboys they they have to win this game. You know, from their perspective, I, I think they need to win this game. Um, you can't drop three in a row. That would be four out of the last five. So gotta get this W against New Orleans. You're a better team than New Orleans. You you got your stars back in on the outside on offense. Cowboys need to go back out there, reinstate themselves as a serious team in the NFL. Um, if they want to be that, right? Like if they do want to be a serious team here, they need to go eight and four after this week um, against this this New Orleans team that just doesn't have it. They don't have the weapons. You know, you can put Taysom Hill at the quarterback. Who's that running back? I mean, Mark Ingram. Well, he's he's old as hell. We'll see. I don't think he's going to win you a game. Whoever the hell they have at wide receiver, you know, the, the Deontay Harris, uh, this and that, Cowboy. Yeah, I mean, they, these guys are spotty. They got to add some talent there in the offseason. But um, definitely going to Cowboys. I'm going to say 31 31 20. 11-point spread. Right. I think I think the Cowboys offense plays well tonight with those guys back. I like it. I don't think Anthony's going to get back to us. Nah, so no, nah, sorry, uh, and I got I got to get the hell out of here. Let's uh, let's get to our, our Manscaped buddies here. We'll finish out. 
Um, so as you guys know, DSM Media and Turf Talk are brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TURF20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And did I mention the wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TURF20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code TURF20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will certainly thank you. Yes, they that will. is going to be it for tonight. Real quick, oh, real yeah. quick. I feel like Ann is, is trolling me. <laughs> Tom Brady 2.0. Oh, wow. That's, that's high regard. I mean, I, I, I mean, I stopped reading it. after he said Taylor Heineke is my backup. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would probably go. Uh, this is Washington football play this week. I have no idea. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to pass. I'll, I'll go with Mac Jones. I, I think that he'll at least have a decent game. I don't think that they're going to get blown out by the Bills. So I'll go with Mac Jones in that situation. But um, that's going to be it. Oh, my, my basketball coach chiming in here, high school basketball coach. Thanks for tuning in, Kev. Appreciate you, brother. Um, that's going to be it for tonight, folks. Scotty's uh, got no you. jumper. <laughs> no jumper. Tell him, coach. Hey, hey, I, I I helped Kev get to that that Maryland Comcast Center, so he, he knows what I'm about on the court, bro. But, <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get you out of here, Mr. Allergy Man. We, we'll, we'll go ahead and Hell end yeah. the show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, be sure to follow DSM Media at DSM underscore media. And, of course, make sure you're following my co-host here, Dylan, at DylanJD98. You can find me at Scotty Drown. That's going to be it for this episode of Turf Talk. Make sure you tune in to uh, later this night, excuse me, for DFS. Uh, we got Jason and Phil coming up later tonight. So make sure you tune in for that. But have a very great evening, everyone, and enjoy the 